0: Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch. Making sense of your finance. It's 7 after 10. Welcome to the second hour of the show. If you can hear that I've got a smile in my voice, well, it's certainly not a surprise because the ray of sunshine has just walked into the studio, uh, Mr. Brian Hirsch. And, of course, as always, uh, we're talking finance with Brian on a Tuesday. Brian, welcome back. Yeah,
1: good morning, Kathy. Yeah, look, uh, you know, there's so much bad news around. And as I said to you, if you're confused you're thinking straight yes. because I tell you, I don't know any, anyone who tells me they's not, they're not confused. Yeah, uh, I look at them and think, oh, are they in a different world? Because there's so much going on in the world to confuse us. Uh,
0: Brian, it's been, uh, I think, two weeks since we last spoke to you, right? Yeah. And since then, it's been an absolute bloodbath. Like, b- before we get into our topic of the day, I just want you to give us a sense of, what you're reading right now. I mean, Brent crude skyrocketed. It's come down a little bit, I think, over the last couple of days. Yeah, it's come down to
1: about 106 from 139.
0: It was incredible watching it even get to 139. Um, We're all watching the Ukraine conflict this morning. I was telling the listeners about how slap chips and gotas are going to cost us more because of sunflower oil um, that we import from Europe and Russia more specifically. And, you know, of course, there's just a sense of we don't know what to expect. On the other hand, there's this, there's this lingering voice somewhere in the distance from the Reserve Bank that says interest rates are going to go up. Interest rates are going to go up. How must we make sense of, of everything? And, and and I think just advice in terms of helping us um, not feel like we're going to lose our minds.
1: Well, 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 let me look at it differently. And, you know, everyone has their own view. So I'm sharing my view mm-hmm. the way I see the situation. Um, We've had many crises since 1940, and for those who are a lot younger, 1940 Germany invaded France and that's when the war the war really started in 1939 and in 40 they invaded France and since then we've had 15 to 17 events that have all seemed at the point of time to be cat- catastrophic mm-hmm. after that we had the Korean war we had the assassination of JFK we had the assassinate we had the um, uh, Vietnam war we had the oil embargo we've had so many crises over that l- period of time Markets don't like uncertainty. I mean, two years ago, we had the COVID crisis and no one could see further than COVID. So let me just make the first point. Ask an American living in California, and forgive me if you one of those who do know, but ask an American in California where Idaho is. Then ask an American, where is the Ukraine?
2: <laughs> and then ask South
1: Africans, where is the Ukraine? Mm. So all I'm trying to say, everything is focused on the Ukraine. Mm. The COVID crisis was not a financial crisis. It was a health care crisis. And the Ukraine-Russian issue is really indicating to the world that that's the end of democracy. But, but let me go back, if I may, just a little bit into history. When the Second World War started, uh, Germany went into Czechoslovakia, they went into Austria, and they went into the Sudetenland. They didn't fire a bullet. And the people of that country, particularly the Germans, welcomed the German army and the occupation of their country. It's only when they went into Poland where the Allies, namely France and Britain, had agreed that if anyone goes into Poland, we'll be at war. Mm -hmm. so Russia's gone into Ukraine and I'm not minimizing the deaths and what's going on in Ukraine what I'm saying is I think Putin's got an enormous fright so what happened was when Germany annexed those areas the world didn't do anything now but only when they went into Poland Did the world do anything? And then America only came in in 1941 when Pearl Harbor was bombed. And history does repeat itself. So the fear that this is going to spill up, I think Putin has got an enormous fright. I don't think he realized how the world was going to react. And so I don't think he's going any further. I think they've got to somehow come to an arrangement because what's happening is more and more arms have been poured into Ukraine Mm. by NATO and the NATO countries and the UN. It's only going to cause more fighting, more deaths, more destruction. You've got two and a half million people who have left. They want to come back to their home, but the more their homes are smashed, they're going to have nothing to come back. So hopefully some sense will prevail. But every crisis since 1940 where markets have dropped Within 9 to 12 weeks, the markets have been higher than before the market dropped. Every, t- t- single, every one single one of them. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So understand, we're getting paranoid. We're getting hooked into Ukraine. Yes, it, but we, 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 were in, we were hooked into Iraq. We were hof, hooked into Afghanistan. All I'm saying to you is that if you're an investor, these are these have got to be good times to invest. Firstly, our rand is a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. That is very beneficial to petrol prices, although the oil price will have the effect, but it does give some buffer. So, very simply, with the rand being stronger and our our local market doing a lot better because of our commodities, we're exporting a lot more commodities, there's demand for commodities. There's money coming into our bond market because our interest rate our bonds are paying 10%. American interest rates are going up on Wednesday by a quarter percent, and they will now be at two percent or one and three quarter, half percent. Mm -hmm. So we're still way ahead in giving good returns. There's security on your money because government's not going to default. So money's coming in. Iran's getting stronger. We're exporting more than we're importing. So we we, we used to have a twin deficit. We didn't collect enough in tax, and we imported too much. Now it's the other way around. We're exporting. We're not importing. And Iran's stronger, money's coming into the country. So, from a South African perspective, I know on the ground it doesn't seem any better. But economically, things have to, have got a lot better. Things are happening in South Africa, so one's got to start of looking at a more positive view. The problem for the consumer mm-hmm. is interest rates are going up because global interest rates are going up. Inflation, there's a stranglehold on goods. Goods can't get through. Ho- you know, I think um, Port Elizabeth, Durban is the third most contested harbour in the world. Mm -hmm. You can't get goods in. So there's a demand. So prices are going up. Uh, We've got people who are not working and we've got people who are working who are demanding slightly higher salary increases, want access to their pension funds, also very, very confusing. So having said that, people, yes, the headlines on Sunday was people have to pull their belts in. They also made a comment that people the cost of living has only gone mm-hmm. up five percent over the last three years. Absolute rubbish. Cost of living has gone up anything between fifteen to twenty-five percent over the last three years. Which is quite high. Very high. Mm-hmm. Because people aren't getting that sort of returns, and the people, the government grants of three hundred and fifty Rand is nothing. Do you know what they're giving the people that are taking in refugees? Three 150 euro, 300, do you know how much 350 euro is? 7,000 rand, mm. 6,500 rand, maybe pound 7,000, maybe euro a little bit, 5,500. we giving those unemployed 350. So all I'm saying to you is, yes, the world is terribly confused. People are going to have to pull in their their, their, their belts. They're going to have to look at their debt very carefully. Mm. They're going to have to look, do they have Loan, what I call loan shark type debt. Do they have credit card debt? Do they have furniture and f- motor car finance? Do they have overdraft? Do they have bonds? They've got to look carefully at their budgets. Where can they cut back? They've got to do a proper budget. We've spoken about this since the beginning of the year. A proper budget is: what are your monthly expenses? What expenses do you have annually that will reoccur? You have, to bri- you have to divide that by 12 mm. and add that to your bottom line. That's what I pay. Then what extras have you got this year? You Everyone's got extras coming up, whether it be school fees or education or, or, or trips or holidays or, or functions. One's got a budget for those things because you cannot be spending more than you're earning. You have to try to spend less than you earn. And for pensioners, a little bit of more relief, but not sufficient relief to give them the cost of inflation. Their inflation is, as I said, anything between 7 and 8%, and a quarter percent here, quarter percent there will have big effect on working South Africans, because they're going to pay more for their for their debt, mm-hmm. and less, uh, and, and pensioners aren't going to get that extra quarter percent on their capital, isn't going to make up the cost of inflation, and yes, petrol is a Big, big, because uh, people, 67% of people use public transport. Uh, and then you've got cost of fuel and you've got the transport. You know, our rail system is not sufficient. to. to so we use road mm. to transport goods. That costs more and more money. Insurance companies are putting up rates because of all the claims they've had. You've only seen the type of claims come through over the last. Long- so, yes, yeah, you know, it's not going to be easy. But... We in South Africa have slight buffers because there are some good things. One good thing that happened, Discovery announced that they're not increasing their rates in May they're only going to increase their medical rates in October, and they'll only review next year's rates later next year. That'll give people a six months buffer of increase in their medical rates.
0: I want to argue that well, it's because they they charge rates that <laughs> they shouldn't need an increase for the next two three years. But you can argue <laughs> I'm, that, I'm, that I'm being silly. I don't. No, you're being not silly. being silly. Yeah. You can
1: argue. But remember, you know, it's not it's not Discovery doesn't charge. Yeah. It's the doctors that charge, the medical, the medical medicines that are co- that that cost, the hospital beds. You know, it's not as if discovery purely provides benefits based on what's been charged. Mm. And people are having to pay much more co-payments. If you don't have gap cover and you don't have a, a medical aid that's network, in other words, a medical aid that you can go to a hospital where you won't pay extra, you could be paying enormous amounts extra for doctor services. Our doctors very unhappy about the increases they got. It could have an effect on many doctors saying, well, you know, we're we, we not getting sufficient and it's problematical for, 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 for many people and one of the biggest costs is your medical aid I mean you know every other cost you've got should disappear every debt cost you shouldn't be supporting children in retirement you shouldn't have any debt you should have a home paid for Mm. but the one thing you need in retirement is a good hospital plan because that's when majority of your costs come in later in life not younger in life
0: Brian, we're going to continue the conversation and I want us to dive a bit deeper into then this issue of budgets, particularly when it comes to um, the honesty that we need to have when it comes to approaching our budgets. Because I think often we're not honest about what it is that we are spending versus what it is that we are getting because these are difficult conversations to have and you bring in the question of debt there sometimes it can be very easy for people to feel like they are drowning and what are some of the tips that perhaps you can also leave us with today. We're in conversation with Brian Hirsch. We're talking finance. I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. If you have a specific question for Brian this morning, of course, we'll also take some of those uh, questions and comments on uh, on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Brian is certainly sounding very optimistic. That's the reason why he's the ray of sunshine. Because you know we think doom and gloom, and he says it's not all bad. But yeah, it's going to take a lot for us to be able to truly believe that we are going to be okay. And it starts with the budget. So I uh, will continue this conversation with Brian after this.
1: The Talking Point with Kathy
0: Mosazana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch. Making sense of your finance. We continue the conversation with Brian Hirsch and we're still talking about budgeting. Uh, so, Brian, I was talking about the, the the importance of honesty when we are drawing up budgets. And you are saying that you know we have to account for our monthly expenses for all of the extras that uh, we need to do. But the reality that that forces us to face is that sometimes we can't have some of these extras because we're barely staying afloat, even on a month-to-month basis.
1: Kathy, 85% of South Africans are are struggling. So when you say not all doom and gloom, I'm talking about the big picture. Mm -hmm. It's not all doom and gloom. I'm talking about individually many people may see a lot of gloom and they may see nowhere out of it, particularly where you are earning less than what you're spending. And you're saying to me, I'm earning X, ex- and I'm spending on only the essentials. I'm not even buying any extra. And then, you know, that we, we, we've got those working in South Africa and those not working. So, again, there's a big distinction between those working because at least they've got money coming in, however much it is. Mm. But... They now want to have access to the pension fund, which we'll hear more about. I won't discuss that now. We'll hear more about during the course of the year and the impact of that because uh, government is, the, is in discussions. But people just have to keep – so when you've listed your, listed everything, don't leave out anything. Um, top of my, of my list, by the way, particularly is the first item is beauty products. And, and and don't forget that because for women, it's very important. They want to look good. The beauty products they use. Then you've got all the other expenses and you list it. So now let's say that comes to 15000 a month. Now you know you're going to spend in the year another 30000
0: On beauty products? No,
1: no, on different things. Oh, on different things. Beauty products is included. So that's 30,000 divided by 12. That's another Mm 2,500. So we now know we need 17,500. Then, have you got any annual expenses that are coming up? extra expenses that you really haven't budgeted for, but you know that are on the horizon, a repair to a motor car, all those type of things, uh, any functions, any holidays, any 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 special occasions, then you're going to need cash for that because to put that on credit cards or borrow for that is going to, over a period of time, really cost you that much more. And then you've got to say, right, I need fifty five thousand rand extra in this year. I've got 17,500 budget. Now what do I earn? I earn twenty-one. Okay, so I'm earning three and a half more to go towards the fifty-five thousand that I need, or I'm not earning that amount, then I've got to cut back somewhere. Where can I cut back? Certainly you can look at your insurance and I'm ne- don't ever give up insurance. I repeat, don't ever give up insurance until you've got insurance, whether it be life insurance mm-hmm. or motor car insurance or whatever the case may be. Have a look at what the costs are. Stop insuring every single item. Uh, you don't need to change your cell phone because they told you your two-year contract is up. You can reduce that and just have a monthly as you go. You don't, people, you know, the stores are full of people changing their cell phones. Mm. For what? As a matter of fact, I'm still I'm still uh, using a seven-year-old cell phone. It's not as great, but it works. Uh, then uh, food. I mean, how are you having lunch? Are you going out for food? How often can you go out? Put that in your budget because life's a, life is about living. Then you've got to also look. At transport, you've got to look at how you're being transported. Are you driving a car? Is your neighbour driving a car? There's insurances. There's petrol. When I say insurances, if you drive less, you can get a discount from the insurance company. So if you and your neighbours can form some form of lift scheme, certainly where you don't you – know, I look to the right. I look to the left. Everyone's in empty cars. Mm. So people spend money on that. And then you, you've just got to see where else you can cut back in the home. Uh Terrible to have to cut back on savings because savings are for the future, and we all need that. So you've got to go through your budgets and really talk to your family, Uh, and I I think this is a family discussion because everyone needs to be involved. Your children need to know what parents can afford and what parents can't afford, and our parents are struggling.
0: When it comes to revolving credit, uh, Brian, what would your advice be? Because... Um, we have all of these different products that one can have um, that fall under revolving credit that people will use to contribute towards the monthly expenses. Uh, And so it gives you that buffer, but effectively at the end of every month, you're back in that cycle of credit. So if you have, uh, let's say, a revolving credit allowance of 6,000 rand, um, yes, you pay it up every month, but you also use it up every month.
1: Well, you know, if you use a credit card, as long as you pay your credit card at the end of the d- period, mm. you know, you've virtually got 52 days credit, some of 54, 56. But if you pay your credit card in full, other than the cash you withdraw from your credit card, you don't pay any interest. So if you've got a credit card and you've got $6,000, i have got a credit card, I pay my 6000 up front, you only pay half. They will charge you on interest, not on the balance outstanding. Mm but in the full 6000 interest they gave you at that month. So credit card debt is anything between 15 to 17%. Revolving um, uh, um, um, what we call the loan shark type credit yes. can be 30%, 40% a month. Uh, car finance can be anything between 9 or 10%. And a housing bond at the moment is around about 75 to 8 So if I can consolidate all my debt under my housing bond, now, please listen carefully. I'm not suggesting that you've got a 20-year bond and you now take your, your, what you owe and put it into a 20-year bond. I'm saying I'm paying 1,100 Rand on my other debt. Take money out of my housing bond, pay off all my debt, and now the 1,100 Rand I was paying to cover my other debt. Put back into your bond so that in three to five years' time you have paid off that debt, mm-hmm. but your interest rate is half in your bond. So you have to be very disciplined. You have to talk to your financial institution. You have to tell them, "I'm putting this amount in. I'm not building up a capital. I'm putting this in against my payments, so that my bond rate, my bond cost will come down, and I'll have paid off my debt." So it's the best place to use as a bond, uh, and a bo- and and don't borrow money if you can't, if if, if because it's there and available, mm. particularly. People replacing cars after five years don't have to replace a car after five years because the lease is up. You don't have to replace a cell phone after two years because you, you, you want a new phone, the new fashionable phone. Phone is a phone.
0: Okay. Brian, we're going to continue the conversation uh, in a moment. Of course, we'll also take your calls. I see that uh, Colin in Cape Town is already on the line, but we're also edging uh, towards the latest news headlines. So I think what I will do, Colin, is that um, I will take you after the 10.30 news headline, so that uh, I'm not cutting you off when you are raising whatever issues it is or whatever questions it is that you want to raise with Brian Hirsch this morning. Of course, I'll take your WhatsApp voice notes that you've been sending through on zero. Six one four one zero four one zero seven, and on Twitter, those messages you can drop them at SFM Radio. The hashtag there is S A F M Talking Point. And Musa is on the news desk today, and she's standing by with the latest ten thirty news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Satana, weekdays nine am till midday. All right. We continue talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Let me go to the phone lines. Uh, Colin, good morning. You're calling us from Cape Town.
2: Good morning, Kathy. Um, good morning, Brian. Yes. Brian, morning, Colin. Brian, you spoke about the uh, medical aids. Yeah. Uh, I phoned some time back, and I told you I'll, I've got something like eighteen thousand rand in my savings, and you told me I bring your savior, your your plan down or something like that. But it dawned on me uh, about six years ago when I, uh, well, I retired 10 years ago, and I had a medical aid, and I dropped my medical aid down to a lower medical aid. And my wife had to have an operation, a heat replacement. And the hospital wanted up front from me 40,000 rand before they admitted her. So I told myself, 40,000 they want. So I phoned my medical aid up, and my medical aid said, no, 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 no. Um, we'll contact the hospital and tra- transfer your wife to a, a different private hospital because they had a list of hospitals, you see, Brian, but I never knew about it. And, of course, the hospital wasn't the hospital that she went to wasn't on their list. So when um, the, my medical aide phoned up uh, the hospital, the hospital phoned me back within an hour and said, no, don't worry, we'll cancel the 40,000 rand, co-payment, and we'll do the operation. So, what happened there, I don't know. So, it just shows the co payments. Now, if I do drop my medical aid, Brian, down to a lower medical aid, I'm scared of that co payment. You see? That Col- is a problem, Brian. So, I'm stuck to pay my four, five thousand, whatever it is, a month.
1: Okay, Colin, thanks for that, and thanks for bringing it to my attention again. I've never ever said to anyone, certainly on radio, you know, do A, B or C. I've said get alternatives because when you're sitting with such a large amount in your savings account, you need to speak to a healthcare broker. So let me say this to you. Most medical aids have a commission built in to your medical aid of around about 3%, which means if you're not using a broker, you're still paying that 3%. It doesn't cost you more to get hold of a healthcare consultant and ask them to have a look and advise you. There are so many different options available. Uh, I run a, I run a a program every Monday night and one of one of the programs I run which every repeated uh, I do it every six weeks that subject I talk about healthcare and like the number of people that brokers are helping to actually uh, uh, firstly evaluate your requirements and that's the most important thing to understand should you go down to a hospital plan how low should you go should you go up so you need to get hold of a health care healthcare consultant and let me give you the reason why because in 10 years time, at a seven percent increase, you're going to pay, be paying double for your medical aid, and in another seven years after that, you're going to be paying four fourfold. So take someone who's sixty now, paying ten thousand rand. Yes, you may not believe these numbers. In twenty in fourteen years' time, sorry, twenty years' time, they will be paying forty thousand rand for their medical aid. And where are they going to find that money? So, if you don't do something about your medical aid now and evaluate where, what, how best to keep your costs down without reducing what we call major costs, because you. A hospital plan will cover you fully, but there may be some limitations. Get yourself a f- healthcare broker uh, and 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 talk to them. Ask them to have a look at your situation, Colin. Whether it be you or anyone else listening, mm. that's where you can actually get the right
2: healthcare advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brian. Um, I am sorry if I said you say I must change my plan, but you say I must look into it? Yes, definitely. For a cheaper another. Uh, uh, a better plan, that's what I meant to well, say. Everyone's
1: Colin, everyone's circumstances are different. So yeah. I can't you know, I can never um, uh, around this table say to ABC, I'm always saying get an evaluation. But in this particular instance, because of the danger, so take someone who retires at sixty, at seventy five ta- years, they get, when they need medical and pay four times the price. Mm. Get get a healthcare
2: consultant. Yeah, thanks very much, Brian.
0: All right, all right. Thanks, Colin Colin. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I suppose this is why you know the, the idea of having universal access to medical care is so important? Because I can't imagine forty thousand rand for for you know medical aid. That that seems unimaginable. In twenty right years' now.
1: time. Well, yes. the law of seventy-two says if you divide the rate of interest into seventy-two, you get the number of years money doubles. So you've got paying ten thousand for your medical aid. If you divide seven. A percent increase every year to 72 that's 10 so in 10 years time 10,000 rands of goods will be costing you 20,000 and then another 10 years double that again 40. I know it sounds ridiculous but pensioners people who are reaching retirement mm. who will need medical aid they'll have probably got brought their budgets down and all of a sudden, medical is going to play such an important part. So there's gap cover. There's, there, there's all different ways that combine to give you that total health care. But you need a health care consultant.
0: All right. Let me go to Worcester. Nani, so good morning.
2: Thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, morning, Brian. Morning. Mine is very quick one. Brian. I just want to know, uh, in my pension, how much do I pay for my broker in my pension?
1: Pension fund. Is do it a is it a corporate pension fund? No,
2: the government pension fund. It's a CRF. Uh, how do you call it? This
1: is a CRF. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. the pen, the pension fund probably would pay a broker. The you see it scales up. A smaller pension fund, a pension fund with twenty or twenty five people. I think uh, that I think the uh,
2: legislature... Before you respond, the, the the last one is the issue of the announcement. By Minister of Godongwana that we are going to get some of the portion in our pension fund. I don't know how far now it has gone with that legislation, Brian. Okay,
1: two points. Okay. Radio. OK, the first thing is under a smaller pension fund, limited limited, uh, legislated commission is around about 7 percent of contributions going down to 1 percent. So I don't think government pension fund is even paying that, but they could be paying the administrators something between half or 1 percent, which is a lot less than anyone will be paying for any other investment advice uh, personally. Regarding the statement about being able to access your pension fund, it was delayed. Uh, They're waiting for comment from not everyone in the industry. That means consumers, that means insurance companies, retirement funds, and various other bodies. Uh, And they said they would be making some sort of announcement under a pension fund what they will allow members to do. They still have to work out the mechanics, because remember, if if you borrow money from your pension fund... Will there be an interest charge debited your pension fund? What will happen at retirement? Because you've now taken money out of your pension. And um, I have commented it previously, and we'll wait to see what the government comes out. And then I will add my comments, how I feel about it. But I think, you know, only 6% of South Africans can retire comfortably. The rest rely on state pension or having to continue work or having family support them or reduce their standard of living.
0: Nyaniso, does that deal with your question? All right, it looks like he's gone on the line anyway. All right, let me take, uh, let me see if we can squeeze in one or two voice notes, Brian.
1: Hi, Kathy and SAFM family, and to our brilliant um, uh, finance guy there. um, Tell me, is it a good idea
0: to take um, a package, a voluntary package? During this time and number two is it advisable to borrow from your pension fund let's say the government approves that and finally is it a good idea to sell the house or rather rent it out just to accumulate some money thank you
1: okay let me answer the first one you can't take any money out of your pension fund at the moment government i just dealt to that in the last call do i think it's a great idea well on the odd occasion yes but the the but overall no then you you asked me about should you be selling your home and renting well you know selling your home in this market this market is a depressed market if you're in financial debt and you up to your neck in, um, in, in 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 and can't afford it that's a different story but should you be selling your home to rent the answer is B- basic question i don't know your circumstances but i certainly wouldn't be selling a home other than if i'm in big financial trouble but, but then you know that you're going the market is a buyers market it's not a a sellers market and the third question you asked me was uh,
0: about a voluntary severance package yes
1: definitely if you can avoid taking a voluntary severance package it, it may sound good but having a job is Always a lot better than having money, because ultimately you run out of money, uh, cost of inflation, you need more. In a secure job, at least that gives you the security of income against your expenses.
0: All right, Brian, I want to play just two more voice notes for you, but we've got a break coming up. So let's take a break and then I'm going to steal five minutes of your time before I let you go. Is that okay? All
1: right. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM.
0: Talking finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. All right. Brian has graciously agreed to give us a little bit more extra time uh, for today because I do want to get a, a chance to, send, to give him uh, some of the questions that you're sending through on the WhatsApp line as well. So, uh, Brian will take two and then we'll wrap it up. Okay.
2: Good morning, Kathy. As yes, I'm listening to Brian uh explaining about the, the the foreseeable compounding cost of uh medical aid i'm sitting here and i'm thinking you know if if only we could go go back to proper diet you know natural organic food uh cutting down on toxins like your smoking and drinking and even to some extent uh consumption of mainstream news and uh, media for our mental health i'm sure the cost of medical aid, or uh, yeah it will be slashed down to a a very very low figure that's my take thank you well he- good morning k and brian there i just want to ask from brian uh what's the maximum amount of
0: time does it take for raf or the Road Accident Fund to pay out the claim.
1: Okay, I'll deal with the Road Accident Fund, absolute disaster. It is so much in debt, and it has owes oh, so much money, mm. so I don't know how much time. I mean, I've seen cases that have taken 10, 12 years reported in the press. Absolutely shocking that people can go through that, but I don't have any better solu- better answer to that. Regarding our caller about health care, well, health care is all about wellness. It's about trying yourself to look after your own health. Nothing better than that. Whether ultimately, if everyone was doing it, it would bring the cost down of medical aid. For you, the individual the healthier you are that the 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 choice of plans you have for those who are unhealthy they are really don't have choice they have to be in the best possible plans giving them the widest cover but for all those that are healthier you know particularly younger people a hospital plan will do a gap cover will do but you need to understand how that fits in to your medical aid so very simply you're absolutely right wellness starts first if, you, if you're healthy, you're going to make less use of your medical aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of things you can do uh, alternatively than having a straight medical aid. So you have to correct mm-hmm. wellness. And by the way, Discovery is the biggest company that promotes wellness. They give discounts. They, they give you, if you join, if you become the diamond status, uh, lots and lots of benefits. By the way, every insurance company says, if you don't smoke, we will give you a 40% discount on your premium and while i've raised it let me say that to many people who may have stopped smoking check on your life policies maybe when you bought your life policy you were a smoker and now, six months later or 12 months later, depending on which company, if you're no longer a smoker, you can get that 35 to 40% discount. So, for those of you who have stopped smoking, look at your insurance policies, go back to your brokers and your companies to see whether you qualify. And I can assure you, you do qualify. So, mm-hmm. companies are putting their mouths where their their money, where their mouths are, by saying, if you don't smoke, we're giving you a 40% discount. If you tell them you don't eat eggs and I don't eat eat red meat and do all this and I exercise, you don't get discounts. But if you don't smoke, you do get discounts.
0: All right, Brian, let's leave it here. I've got um, one listener who's asking, how do I get a consultation with Brian?
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Look, I don't blame you.
1: let them give the, the number to the producer and they'll send me the number. Okay,
0: okay. fantastic so okay. again before you go how can people get in touch with zero
1: one one double eight zero four triple eight is to, it's really to answer a question you may not want to do on, on for fear of being a stupid question. there's never a stupid question only a stupid answer from me as double oh double one double four zero. 4888 leave all your numbers where you're phoning from last month week there were a couple of people that phoned from cape town i've put po- i couldn't get hold of you i've passed your names on to your consultant in cape town
0: all right fantastic so brian i will then sit back and wait for the next nine to twelve weeks you said nine to twelve weeks that it takes for markets to recover yeah. after every
1: crisis markets have never been, were never higher ever since 1925 in december Mm-hmm. which means all the dips have been made up. We've now got a dip. The only thing we, we, we're we never sure of exactly how much time, but I can say to you, markets are not markets. Markets are made up of companies, mm-hmm. and these companies are quality companies. They're not focusing on what's going on anywhere. They are focusing on their business. How do they get to consumers? How do they do more business? How do they provide more services? How do they get more money? And how... Do they themselves make money because they only make money in the companies if the companies are doing well? That's what you're buying. You're buying those people, those brains. We've got phenomenal brains in South Africa and phenomenal brains globally. So you're buying into those brains and those products.
0: Brian, let me thank you so much for your time. Have Thanks l- for coming in. Thank it you. really is great to have you in have studio. A week. All Cheers. right, we have to move on, but yeah, talking finance uh, with Brian Hirsch as always. Brian uh, will be back with us next week, Tuesday, and yeah, certainly appreciate all of the insights that we get from Brian. And take that advice, you know, take the advice, apply it in your life, and see if it does not make a difference in as far as the approach to uh, your finances are concerned.